And then I told that guy he needed to shut the fuck up. Oh, you talking to me? No, I was talking to Trinity, but he just kept talking anyway. Oh, man, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> so as you can tell, we got a guest. We got guests. You listen to fuckers. Okay, wait a minute. Fuckers, that's my line. Wait, that's his line. <laughs> yeah, as you can tell, we have guest plural. You can only hear one at the moment, but the other one's there too. You you can speak. Oh, sorry, my I had myself muted. Sorry what? about that. <laughs> he told Trinity to shut the fuck up, not you, Dave. Wow, man. how the hell did you mute yourself? <laughs> this is a horrible debut for you on a podcast. I know it. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, if you're wondering who the hell it is, it is Trinity and Damian Bradshaw. Say hello, gentlemen. Yes, hello, people. Boys and girls, it is definitely hey, time to party. As you know, the boys, the breakout stars of RCW, is in town for uh, turn the buckle. Heck yeah. Breakout stars of RCW. Look, he beat Steve Dave in a cage one time, and now he thinks he's the shit. Man, got that big ass ego. <laughs> To go with that big ass ass. Look, I got skewers scattered in my head. I might have lost a <laughs> few brain cells. Yeah, that was fucking brutal, man. As soon as he put them in, you immediately started bleeding. Yeah, the skewers suck. It, it, yeah. Oh, he tested them out uh, on me. Yeah, well, a did little you bit see less. his forehead after the fact? Oh, yeah. I was like, holy shit. My, my kids was like, wait, that was... That was actually real. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that was that was that was plastic. It was just a hat yeah. he put on. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 No, there's just many razor blades at the end of them just to make sure that they go in. <laughs> I think I'm gonna take uh, You know, people are gonna. Go ahead. People are gonna hear that and actually believe it. You know that, right? What? I mean, they can believe whatever they want. That's whatever, apparently, what everybody in wrestling is. Anything we want them to be. Yeah, pretty much. Well, not only Trinity, I mean, um, but Brent Banner also got what was coming to him in a cage. Man, I saw a side of you that I ain't seen since you've been in RCW, Damien. That was brutal match y'all had. Well, it's it's like I had posted on Facebook after afterwards. You know, there's there's something there's something inside of you, whether it's demons or whatever. You know, there's something inside of you that really it being locked in a cage with somebody else and knowing if I don't beat the hell out of this guy, then he's gonna beat the hell out of me. So I had to step my A game up and you know in that match and do what needed to be done. I'll tell you what, you you showed out. The last couple, the last couple matches that you and Brent have had have been awesome. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm just going to point out for the record that Damian Bradshaw just said something about two men locked in a cage, Brent Banner had something coming to him, and he has something inside of him.
what's up, fuckers? What's up, guys? Uh, believe it or not, we're actually back. Yeah, it's, it's a lot's been going on. Sports with the kids, a lot of other stuff going on. You know, it's just, well, been super, it's been super busy. Hell, let's be 100% honest. We forgot a lot. <laughs> yeah. A couple weeks ago, the kids were on break. Uh, Josh wasn't even thinking about it being Thursday because he was off work all week and he didn't know what day it was. <laughs> yeah. So at the time we were going to be recording, him and Davey had started a movie and I wasn't going to take him away from father-son time. I wasn't going to be that big of an asshole. I know, ain't he sweet? <laughs> so we, uh, yeah, I just let him go with that. And Other weeks it's just been one where we got home late from doing other things and we didn't want to start recording an episode at 9 30 10 o'clock at night and record up until midnight both of us having to get up for work the next morning so it's just been one thing or another tonight we actually got home at a decent hour and as you heard from our cold opening we actually got a couple guests on this week so uh it's honestly been a really slow really slow news week uh not a lot going on no not really uh, the only newsworthy thing that I saw is Ric Flair actually signed a multi-year deal with AEW. That's pretty much him. He signed his death contract. He is going to die in that ring. That's, that's pretty much confirmed. And I mean, apparently he wants to he wants to bump. He's willing to bump, apparently. I would hate to see that, personally, but... He would not, because he literally said in an interview he would love to die in the ring. I don't know how traumatic that's going to be for some fans, but... Whatever floats your boat, I guess. Well... I went to Flair's last match in Nashville, and, I mean, he almost died in the ring that night, so the fact of him even thinking about getting back in for any reason yeah, is just beyond me. Because we watched it here, us and Ben and a couple other people were here. It was, it, was, it, was, it was rough to watch. Yeah, so, I mean. I mean, the man's got a legacy that spans so many decades, and, He's a who's who of professional wrestlers, and at this point he's tarnishing all the work he's put in by doing this to himself because he can't let go. Now, if he wants to come back and manage, hell yeah. Be backstage, give advice, be an agent, yeah. All the knowledge that he's fucking got, yeah, I'd listen to him in a heartbeat. But, you know, anything ends in the ring as far as bumping, I mean, I'm no wrestling expert when it comes to shit like that, but anybody can see that. He just, he shouldn't be doing that. Right. And, uh, the only other real things that I can think to, that we would talk about and uh, not really piquing my interest is the, uh, Crown Jewels this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, you know, really that's about it. So, uh, as you know, we record out of order, so we went ahead and did the opening and uh, recorded the rest of the episode with Trinity and Damien. And CM Punk return confirmed. Oh, shit. Uh, but yeah, we recorded the rest of the episode with Trinity and Damien, and honestly, I think it's a pretty good one. Uh, it was really if good. You don't, if you don't know who they are, they're a couple of the... Younger guys in the RCW locker room that have been, uh, Damien's been at it for about a year, he said, and Trinity has been a couple, couple more years longer than that. And, uh, like we try to do, we got a little bit of their backstory. 
a little bit of their backstories and all that. Almost. So, uh, without any further ado, I say we just go ahead. We get on in with that and yeah. let you guys just enjoy hearing from some of the young guys at RCW, which is what we're going to try to do here a little bit more is talk to some of the guys. <coughs> just a quick, like, career uh, overview. Yeah, career overview and just to let you know who they are and all that stuff. So we'll go ahead and bid you adieu. And, and uh, let you hear the boys. Yeah. So take it away, future past, future us. And we are back. Can't that, do it. Can't wait. That, can't. Was, that was horrible. Well, I was not, not going to take the way Ben does it because, you that know, because I can't do it like Ben does. We are back. That was that was better. a little bit, but that was still horrible, Josh. I was just going to say, okay, guys, and now we're back with our special guestesses. Guestesses? Guestesses. To make no, sure see, all y'all good. got it wrong. It's, it's all y'all got it wrong. It's, hey, guys, what's up? It's me, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> If she was in here, she'd cut you out. Oh. <laughs> I was hoping for it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. But, guys, we are uh, hanging out tonight, just chilling, watching football, talking to Damien and Trinity. And, I mean, normally when we have guests on, we get their, uh, kind of get their backstories. So, who wants to go first and tell us how they got into wrestling? What what first drew their attention to the sport? Uh, Trinity can go. I got a long one, Damien. You might as well go. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, I've always enjoyed, you know, wrestling growing up. You know, me and my dad uh, – you know, we used to watch it every week. Um, and one day, it was back when I was in high school, um, I had got the opportunity to train, which was the first time that I had ever actually stepped inside a ring. And uh, this when uh, John Bishop had started training me. And then I, I trained for a few months, and then I had some personal issues come up. And then uh, I pretty much just stepped away. And then I just, I ended up coming back to a show. And I think the first show that I come back to was last year's Drew Game Memorial. And uh, uh, I watched that. It was a, it was a fantastic show. Oh, and I, I loved it. And I kept coming and kept coming. And I, I kept watching the shows and everything. And I just, I got the itch again. And. I went up to Tyler. I said, "Hey, uh, you know, is there is there any way that I can get in here and and train and you know be able to to get back in the ring?" And so he said, "Yeah." He said, "Let me let me get a hold of uh, the guy that's doing the training and everything." And that's when I met uh, Brian Collins, and it just it just went from there, man. And now um, almost a, a year back into it, and I have actually you know put my head down as much as I can so far and 
from my debut till my last match with Brent. I mean, it's just it's just been amazing man like i i I really i really enjoy it i love doing it um i I love the nerves i love you know coming out hearing the crowd you know chanting my name and stuff like that that's just something that's something that you can't compare it to anything else or to me at least it's that's something that i can't even like football or actual collegiate wrestling it's it's like a it's a different feeling than anything else I've ever experienced, and I I, I love it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So it's, that's, it's that's a high you can't here. you can't replicate. Do what? It's a it's a high you can't replicate. That adrenaline, it's, it's like oh. nothing else. And yeah, most definitely. As for that itch you were talking about, they got a cream that'll cure that right up, buddy. I don't know. If, depending upon the, the <laughs> might be walking. That's not playing right here, buddy. I don't know, man. He lives in Chatsworth. You know, there's some shit out there that Ajax can't get rid of. Hey, who lives in Chatsworth? You don't live in Chatsworth? I live in Lasaka, son. Even worse. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't shit up there to do, but fuck. It's pretty damn. It's pretty damn close to Cahang, so I, I wouldn't say. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's my story. Well, let me ask you a question before we move on to Trinity. What was okay. one of the fir- which one of your first memories of wrestling? Like, what was the first thing you saw? Like when you were slipping through the shadows, whether it was with your dad or by yourself, you're like, holy shit, what is this? Um, it was. I it was when it was when I was little. Um. You know, first seeing it on TV. Well, uh, tell everybody how old you are so they know what kind of era, what era it was you grew up well, watching. I was, I was about, I was about five or six years old uh, when I first started watching. It. Well, not um, now. How old are you now so they know what you were watching back then? I'm, I'm 25 now. So okay, so yeah. 20 years ago, you're. Uh, 2002, uh, ruthless aggression. Ruthless aggression era. Benoit, Cena, guys like that, right? Yeah. Okay. And <clears throat> I can't necessarily remember like the first match that I had seen, but I, you know, I was just walking by the TV and was, I was watching it. And, uh, you know, I just, I, had, I started watching it and I, I, I fell in love with it. Like, uh, John Cena was like one of my, one of my favorites, along with like The Undertaker or Batista or some, you know, them guys. Okay. Heck yeah. All it takes is that one time. That one time. Yeah, um, my dad. Um, I can't remember the whole story, but um, <clears throat> my dad had told me stories where he had, you know, got to uh, meet like Ric Flair and uh, help him with some stuff that he had he had going on. I can't remember the whole story, but uh, my my dad used to tell tell me stories about him, like. Uh, getting to meet Ric Flair and like Stone Cold Steve Austin and them them guys like that, and he had a he had a picture with him as well. And I don't know if he was like setting up a like setting up a ring or uh, I'm not real sure, but <clears throat> it, that was cool to you know when I was you know five six years old, it was cool to know that you know I'm seeing these people on TV. And like my my dad has you know shook their hands or has you know at least talked to them in person. I thought I just when I was that age, I just thought that was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, that's pretty cool right there. My uh, 
my uncle used to work at the uh, arena down in Mobile, Alabama. So he got to do yeah. that. he got to do a lot of that stuff too. He'll he'd call me after a nitro or something had happened down there. He'd be like, "Well, yeah, I was hanging out with uh, Kevin Nash, and he was talking about this, or Scott Hall said this, and I'm just sitting here thinking, you asshole, that was awesome." Yeah. Well, I remember the the coolest thing about me getting into wrestling that I think still still to this day. Um, I'm 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 not trying to like touch a touchy subject but uh my dad my dad has has passed away but um like the coolest memory of like wrestling with with my dad like watching wrestling was um like i said you know i was a you know real big fan of john cena batista undertaker but like when 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 they would come out you know i would i would you know i would do their stuff and they'd come out like batista how it when uh the the fireworks hit and stuff like that I would I would be uh, in front of the TV doing the same thing that Batista was doing at the entrance, and uh, I remember my dad telling this telling me this one thing. He was like, you know, how how cool would it be for you to be you know in his shoes? You know, like I'm, I'm not saying that you know I know that's WWE and you know on the indie scenes completely different, but like you know if if my dad was still here, you know at least I could. You know, I could look at it and be like, you know, I'm, I'm doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that's really awesome right there, man. I, I just, I just, it's just something that's like been a, it's been a, it's been a childhood dream of mine just to, just to actually be in a ring and be, you know, that center of attention for, you know, however long that I'm out there. Oh no! I absolutely can understand that completely. I agree, man. It's it's people that's never been a part of it in whatever capacity that they're in, they'll they won't be able to understand it. Because <clears throat> even when I'm in there with y'all, just you know, being the referee, I'm just a small part of the match. But uh-huh. I, to watch the matches, to feel the energy of the crowd, and to hear the reaction when the match is over, it's it's, yeah. it's an incredible feeling. Oh man. yeah, yeah. Like yeah, like like we was just saying a minute ago. That's like something that you know you can't compare that feeling to anything else. Like man, I've I've played I've played football in front of hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, I mean, I've wrestled I've wrestled in front of college D one coaches, uh, you know, in uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, uh, when you know when I was in middle school, high school, and not even not even that can can top the feeling that you get when you come out of that curtain and you're making your way to the ring like it's there's there's nothing like it <clears throat> oh yeah well all right uh, mr trinity you said you have a, a long one for us so what's your story how'd you get into this this business we call wrestling. So to start off, I have an inside joke with my mom because my whole family has been wrestling fans some in some era of their life. Uh, a lot of them were into Stone Cold, The Rock, Kane, Undertaker. Uh, my mom has stories with drinking with Rey Mysterio 
without his mask has a drinking story with Ric Flair. Oh wow! I am. I'm probably gonna sit down and probably have a talk with her on that one. Uh, when I was well, hang on. How long ago was this? Is Ric Flair probably your dad? Is that a possibility? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had tested. My mom. My mom made sure before <laughs> she had told my dad. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. But, uh. Uh. My dad got tickets for her, my godmother, and my dad to go see WCW the night that Goldberg beat Hollywood Hulk Hogan. So we have an insider joke that basically I was there when Goldberg beat Hogan. So it's your fault. Damn it. (laughs) You piece of shit. And, uh... (laughs) And... My dad sometimes when I was a baby would sit there and rock me during wrestling. Uh, my first memory that I don't remember is meeting the OVW4 at Six Flags Kentucky Kingdom in Louisville. Um, the OVW did something down there for Six Flags. And apparently I got to meet Chris Benoit, Randy Orton, John Cena, Batista, Booker T, and The Undertaker. Don't remember a single part about it. <laughs> Have not seen a single photo. But they remember it, apparently. Uh, I had a really bad joke. I and was then, of course, say, my first... What joke do you have? Oh, it was, no, it was too bad. It was too bad. <laughs> we'll have to tell you off air. If it's I'll, I'll tell you off air. memory was the two first shows that made me love it as a wrestling uh, kid that I fully remember is John Cena's debut against Kurt Angle Uh, that whole show especially with the debut of Batista 2 was incredible to watch and then the next show following up was Jeff Hardy versus The Undertaker for the Undisputed Championship in the ladder match and ever since then, Jeff Hardy and John Cena have been the two favorite wrestlers, with Cena being my top favorite, of course. There you go. Like, my, my wife has an inside joke that says that Cena's my baby daddy. <laughs> she really does. It's the stupidest thing ever. I mean, you could only... Jamie's so literally lucky. had a crack up about it all. <laughs> Oh, so John Cena is your baby daddy. Uh, it must look like him because I've never seen it. But, but I watched wrestling throughout the entire time. And then, like Damien, a little touchy subject. Uh, when I was 13, I had a heart condition that I thought I wasn't going to be able to come out of that could have killed me. Luckily... I wouldn't, uh, luckily, spoiler alert, I wouldn't be in the ring if the heart condition was still in me. I beat it right around the time I was 16, 17. I got back into Taekwondo, uh, got a black belt in Taekwondo, a red belt in Judo. And then around the time I graduated high school, I luckily had a friend who told me, 
to meet him at the arena in Jeffersonville, Indiana. And the story began there. Okay, awesome, awesome. And then, uh, you said, and then of course, personal. Sorry. <laughs> but, of course, personal issues happened, and I had to move down here to Georgia and had seminars from guys like Tracy Smothers, TJP, Ricky Reyes. Even got to meet Thunder Rosa that day. Uh, and, of course, worked my way for the past few years, and then, of course, now I am here. Awesome. Did you uh, did you train completely in Indiana before coming down here? Were you still – like, did you ever work in Indiana before you came down? They told me they felt like I was fully trained. They just said most of the rest of the work is just you. Okay, but you never had a match up there? But I had a few. Oh, okay. I had at least – at least once a month from October to about March of 2019 from 2018 to 2019. Okay. The, the, whoever, that, of course, uh, the person that trains you up there, would that be somebody that a uh, name we would know, or is it just a local, local guy from up there? I believe, I believe a local guy from up there. Okay. Mostly they wrestle up in Indiana, just around there. I got you. And oh, uh, can you tell a difference uh, in Indiana and Georgia when it comes to wrestling? Very, very old school in Georgia. Like. When I stepped into Georgia Pro Wrestling, it flipped my world way upside down. <laughs> but luckily with enough listening, and then like Ben usually says, enough shutting the fuck up, that I was able to learn. And then luckily, Ben and Tyler, shout out to them. They saw something in me, and I've been able to learn more. I've been able to learn more. Like Brandon Holland, I'm even getting to see Damian train through his through his stuff and of course I'm proud of him and through his what he's been able to do so far appreciate uh, and of course seeing everybody do all their stuff like and seeing guys like peppercorn come in and do all their stuff and of course working with guys like Chase Jordan and of course working with guys like you Hampton and then Working guys against guys like Viper and Murphy, I've been able to learn more and progress more as a wrestler and feel a little bit more proud of my craft. Good. Yeah. Good. And with us with us younger guys, and like I, I feel like I can speak on this like me and Trinity, like it, it helps it it helps us more. Um to know that you know we have like everybody in our corner that we can come to anybody in that locker room and say hey you know i have a question about this or i have a question about that you know how can i make this better and with without us feeling like 
were burdening somebody else by asking them questions. You know, every, everybody in that locker room is, is like so, they're so, you know, they're, they don't care to help and they, they don't care to, you know, you know, get you just a little bit better than you was the, the match before or whatever. So like, that's what, that's what helps me the most is, is knowing that, you know, I have guys behind me that, you know, believe in me and, and want to see me succeed. You know, that makes, you know, every match, you know, every match is, is nerve wracking. Don't get me wrong, but it makes it just that much easier knowing all them things. Oh, absolutely, man. And, you know, we're always going to be by y'all sides, man. Anybody side that wants to be on this business, treat it with the respect, put in the work, you know, it's it'll, it'll humble you at times. But also, y'all, I mean, I, I love working with both of y'all. I'm sure Jason does too. But it's it's been incredible to see y'all's journeys from just from a year ago to now. Yeah, and it, it's not even just a wrestling man. It, it's it's the brotherhood. That's like I didn't I didn't understand that until like maybe maybe a few a few months ago. Like I I just like I I can't remember what show it was, but I was just sitting in the back, man, and like you know being able to talk to talk to everybody in, in the back and everything. I was like, damn, you know, I've got I've got really close to a lot of these guys. Like that's 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 something that didn't really catch me off guard but that's not something that like i was anticipating on on happen on happening you know what i mean like like it you know you guys are really like another part of like family and stuff and that's i didn't i didn't think that's not i didn't think about that coming into it like i just i had a different mindset of what it what it was supposed to be like i guess and then now that you know i've been working uh my anniversary is up uh here in another here in another month and like from day one till now i'm like man you know this is awesome yeah and you were talking about the brotherhood i mean it's like not even planning to but we wound up we've hung out times that weren't you know it didn't involve the wrestling shows you know hanging out at gaza stock and you know drinking a beer together there and just yeah you know stuff like that it it really does, uh, like you said, even unexpectedly, the guys become like a second family. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. And then sharing a drink with, uh, and us sharing a drink with Trinity out on his birthday, we all had a shot of Jack. Let me get up. Yeah, there's there's been a lot of times that it's felt like family and everything. Like, like Damien, like, the dinner last week and him with our girls and everything had an amazing time. And, like, the times that I get to share in the locker room, like, especially doing birthday shots uh, after the main event match. And, of course, like, hanging out with Jason and asking his critiques after the match we had. And, like, Josh, like you said on the review at Wrestleversary, the chills that I had the night that the crowd, that crowd blew up, like, you were right, like, the chills, the hair was standing on my arms, I felt chills go down my spine, the adrenaline you get with the crowd, and the, and the humbleness you get from the crowd as well, some of them always want to come up and, like, give you a hug and take a picture, and always, like, 
how you doing and tell you you did a good match or if you've lost they tell you you did a good job hopefully you'll get them next time like you feel like you're a part of something and especially with the locker room you feel like like Damien said a part of the family but Damien I know you've only been uh baby faced throughout the whole your whole run but Trinity you've uh You've just transitioned into being babyface from being healed for so long. Uh, what's the difference that you felt between baby and heel? Like, is it a? Because I know for me, if I'm a heel, if I have somebody look at me and say I absolutely fucking hate you, it's just the same as being a babyface and somebody being like, "Oh my god, you're my favorite wrestler ever." <clears throat> so I mean, do you feel the same That's... way, or are you? I stand by a wrestling quote uh, that I heard. I can't remember the name, but he's a wrestling YouTuber insider. He said, if you are not being cheered as a face or booed as a heel, you are not doing your job. I have stood by that statement from day one. If I'm getting booed and getting middle fingers and getting threatened to get freaking pummeled, or get kicked the shit out of as a heel, it feels as good as when I go out there now and hear the roar of the crowd. When they blow up, it is as good as I go out there, and they are. it feels like Cena in One Night Stand 2006. I've never thought of it that way. That, that, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, I've never heard that quote, but that's really cool. Like I, like I said, you know, when people are, like you said, you know, giving me the middle fingers and booing me and stuff like that, when I'm a heel, that just, it's almost more fun than having them cheer you as a baby face. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I guess, like, well, with the other the other thing that made me realize it was the night that I made a event with Jake Murphy. The night that I made a event with Jake Murphy, going out there and hearing the roar of, my, roar of the crowd, uh, my mom even got surprised to visit me, and even hearing her uh, cheer for me. And then hearing Jake and Kat come out there, and me just I just took a look at the crowd and the boos that I heard out of that and the middle fingers I saw for him and everything else, I was just like, wow. So this is what it's like on the other side. And like, uh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was, I don't like, you know, like you said, I've, I've been, I've been baby. And like, I have, I haven't got to experience the, 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 like being a heel but like I, I mean <laughs> I guess it's a lot about talking and you know getting the crowd fired up and getting the crowd pissed at you I, I feel like there's a part of me that 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 would be I could do it and there's another part of me like I don't really know but like 
you know, when when I was in high school, like football, I was like I was I was the number one air talker. Like it didn't matter. <laughs> but I mean, I, that's 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 different than actually being in a wrestling ring. It's like I I don't I really couldn't compare the two. But I don't know. It it would it would it would be different for for sure. Yeah, it's a it's a whole different it's a different rush, but it gives you the same feeling if that makes any sense. Yeah. A hundred percent. And if y'all didn't hear that, that was our first man queef on the podcast that I know of. What do you each see, you know, in your future? What do you want to accomplish? Whether it be, you know, a month down the road, a year down the road, ten years down the road. What do you want to? What are your plans that you see for yourselves? Well, with me, I've I've, I've told somebody else this. I can't remember who it was. Um, with me, and this is not with not just with wrestling. This is like like life in general um i typically don't try and set like long-term goals i just i typically want to be better than i was the last time i was in you know and this and this instance it's i want to be better the next time i get in the ring than i was last time i got you you know as as long as i'm as long as i'm progressing each time that i step in between them ropes then I'm happy with that because there's, you know, life happens, you know, things, things don't always go our way. So like if you, if you never set small goals for yourself, then if, if you always set long-term goals, then if them goals are never getting, never get met, then you're, you know, you'll get down on yourself and you know, you'll get the dumps and you'll be like, well, I'm not even reaching these goals. So like, what, what am I even doing? Why am I here? So like, I never want to get in that mindset. And that's just like with life or like anything in general. Like I I never want to put so much on my plate that if, if I never reach them goals, I don't want to be like, well, I'm not any good. You know, that way, if you set short term goals, you be like, well, I've done this, this, and this. And eventually, if you keep setting setting them short term goals, then eventually you're going to be where you would want to be. If that makes any sense. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. <clears throat> All right. So short term, what's your goal for Saturday? I mean, do what? I said, okay. You want to go short term? What's your goal for this Saturday? Uh, my short term goal is. Um, uh, I've been I've been red hot this last month. I want to say almost two months. It's you know, two months. It seems like um, my short term goal is you know, I step back in between them ropes. I, I want my hand raised again. There you go. Keep riding the wave. Because as as of right now it appears, uh, you've got Brent in your rear view, Trinity. You've got Steve Dave in your rear view. So. Y'all's directions right now are somewhat unknown, so, I mean, who knows what's going to happen this Saturday night for the both of y'all. Well, I just, I, I hate, 
I hate it for whoever is standing on the opposite side of the ring. There you go. I like the confidence, man. All right, Trinity, go back to that question that I asked earlier. What are your future goals, whether it be short-term like Damien or, like I said, long-term, month, year, 10 years down the road? What are you What are you thinking? I mean, there's a lot to think of. I mean, the future, long-term, I mean, there's so much that I've always thought of for a long time just wanting to be the best wrestler I can be and be able to be out there and bring my name and bring it to people and bring it to places that I've never brought it to. Of course, like many people's dreams, going to Mexico or going to Japan and wrestling there. Uh, A future dream that I would love to do, go to Davis Arena, go to OVW and wrestle there. Of course, everybody's dream try to wrestle at AEW or WWE if possible. But, of course, mainly to start, I would love to be able to travel. I would love to be able to, like, go to different states that I've never been to and be able to wrestle in these places and see how different each... See if every territory is the same or if every state or every fan base is different in a sort of way. Uh, it's always been something on my mind. And then, of course, you always have to look back at your past and see how much you've improved. Uh, like, for instance, on November 4th, it is the one-year anniversary of my tag team match with Beauty and the Beast. Uh, unfortunately, there was some issues with a uh, a name that I'm pretty sure Ben Thrasher knows very well. Cameron Cox had some issues and didn't come, so I had um, I had fortunately got Josh Locke to be able to be my partner, and we had a hell of a match. And sadly, that was the start of the Steve Dave era. And I didn't get to start off hot, but then the more that the story grew, the more that it felt right. And then the more Steve Dave pissed me off, the more I just felt like I had enough. And when I saw y'all's faces of how shocked you were, I mean, could you blame me? And the more that he was in uh, in my shadow, the more that he kept trying to overshadow me, the more I felt pissed off. And he's always talked about these deathmatch wrestling and everything. I said, all right, how about we make this hardcore? And so now with this skinny, weasel-looking shadow weasel out of my path, I can focus on more stuff. And my short goal, I mean... Everybody will just have to find out on November 4th. There you go. Heck yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to both of y'all's career paths. Just, you know, this Saturday and also, you know, these next couple months as we end the year 2023. End the 2023 off with a bang and then head to a bright <laughs> bright 2024. <laughs> yep. We was, we was talking about... You know, it's like friendships and, and uh, brotherhood. 
uh, a brotherhood earlier. Um, th- there's one more thing I want to add to that before we we move any further. Um, you know, while, while I was training, I think it was I was probably training for maybe a few months, um, maybe even a month. Uh, that's when I had first met Trinity. You know, he he come in before a show and you know, he had gotten the ring and uh, we was at that point in time I was uh, trying to get my comeback down pat and uh we was he ran through that with me numerous times um and you know ever since that day you know you talk about a brotherhood or a friendship at least um they me and trini has got really close and like that's it's it's awesome too because you know we're, we're both young you know we're we're both babies we're we're super over at the moment um so like it's that that alone with just being there and having somebody else that you can you can kind of relate to and y'all are kind of on the same i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say same level but like level you're both your mindset or both of our mindsets are pretty much in the same spot at at this moment and you know he can push me i can push him you know we work together to be better uh, inside the ring, not only inside the ring, but outside the ring as well. Absolutely. And I think that's a lot of, that's a lot, like, there's not a lot of people that can say that about, you know, just any, any person. Like, I, I truly, I truly believe, like, you know, that, you know, that was meant, that was meant to happen. Like, that, that friendship was, like, meant to happen to make both of us, you know, better and want, makes us want to get better yeah sometimes all it takes is just that one person by your side that you're just like okay i'm gonna outdo him he's gonna try to outdo me and it pushes both of y'all to be that much better yeah and a year down the road i mean look where we're like look you know look where we're at now from like where we started you know what i mean like we was we ran through my my comeback after you know 50,000 times of me messing it up to, you know, to now. Right. To add on to that, it, it is, it, cause when I first met Damien, like it felt like a connection, like snap of a finger. It, we basically were talking like we knew each other for fucking years. And, with the more we were talking and the more that I got to see him grow into his moveset and stuff like going through his comeback if I saw something that he could do better I would always encourage him to do better with it and if he saw something that he felt like he could put his knowledge into he would always put throw in his 50 cents and of course we would always listen to each other and a lot of the stuff we usually say to each other always puts a different perspective in mind like with his promos ben was talking about his promo that he did with the minute and a minute and a half and everything literally uh i texted damien what i thought he could improve on for it for both literally ben said the exact same thing mm-hmm. and the more that we talked the more he would ask, Hey, I was wondering if you could watch this and see that if I did anything that you could 
do. And he would send me it, and I would watch it, and I would be sitting there listening and thinking of what could possibly do it or do. And the biggest thing I would always tell him is put the emotion into it. The one thing that Josh always says that he always that I always get from Josh when I send him my promo is I like the emotion. And that's what I usually hear from some of you guys as well is I like the emotion. Yeah, and yeah. that is always the one thing that I always liked putting into it. It's a story. Yeah, because when you if you feel pissed off, be pissed the fuck off. Yeah, because fans will see that emotion. They'll see that passion. They'll see all that, you know, depending upon where the story is going, anger, frustration, sadness, joy, you know, whatever emotion you're wanting to evoke in that promo to get out to the fans and to get out to your opponent, you'll see it. And it, it, it te- that, that emotion tells that story. Yeah. That was like my last promo uh, that uh, Dale had recorded. You know, uh, Still Standing was my first my first time in a cage. And um, if it if it wasn't for um, the uh, TWE's uh, anniversary show uh, with me setting helping setting that cage up for them, um, still standing would have been actually my first time even inside a ring in a cage. So you know, like with just putting it up for them, like this was my first actual time, you know walking around a ring and and looking at it and that's that's the the second the first part of the promo that that we had cut was me actually coming in the building and you know being timid and you know look walking around the cage and you know getting in it and feeling of it and and then the second part of the promo was you know i i would turn around and you know i would pretty much be talking to brent um it's pretty much, you know, what happened. Uh, this was supposed to have been a, a, you know, a man-to-man fight, a simple match, a man-to-man fight. And uh, it just, everything, everything flowed together. And, like, I had, I had, like, you know, the, the anger and the frustration. And that alone made the promo much more easier to do. Yeah, and see that goes with what. Uh, oh yeah, that goes with what Trinity and Josh were both talking about putting the emotion into the promos and all that stuff. Because when you do that, I was always told if you can, even if you don't care, if you can pretend or show that you give a fuck, the crowd's gonna give a fuck about it. Mm-hmm. Because if the crowd sees you and you just go there and talk and be like, "Oh yeah, I'm wrestling Brent Banner in the cage and I'm gonna beat him and blah blah blah." You know, why would the crowd care about that? But if you go in there and you, you know, Brent Banner, this is, you know, the fear of being in a cage and blah, blah, blah. And you put that emotion and, you know, stuff like that in there. The crowd's going to get more invested than if you just go in there and say, I'm wrestling Brent Banner tonight. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, like, you can even, you can even, like, put that, like, in a, a fan perspective. You you can sit back and kind of watch your own promo. And, you know, after you watch it, you're like, you know, if you didn't put no emotion in it, you're like, eh, you know, is that something that I would really want to pay and, and go see? Or, you know, go in there and, like I said, you know, be, be pissed off and kind of 
be clueless as to you know what was going through Ed when he had, when he had done what he'd done. Uh, I mean, he turned on he back on me, not only me, but he turned his back on Jess and all the fans that you know has cheered him on for for so long. You know, it was more of like a it was more like a what the hell moment. Like I don't understand what's running through your mind. Right. Well, uh, I know y'all have both listened to the podcast and we go back and forth between whether we're talking kayfabe or we're out of kayfabe and all that stuff. But So this is one of those out of kayfabe moments. Trinity, how much fun was it actually getting to work with Steve, Dave, in the cage, though? Out of kayfabe-wise, Steve has always talked about uh, his death match. He's always said, that I've always wanted to be in a death match. I've always wanted to be in a hardcore kind of situation. Right. Because he, he does work with ICW No Holds Bar and Cleaning Crew whenever they come out to TWE. He does. I went, one, I went to an ICW No Holds Bar show uh, just because he asked. He asked, hey, I'm doing cleanup crew. Do you have maybe time tonight to spend like 10 bucks? Come watch the show. You can even be on IWTV. And I was like, cool, because he also, uh, credit to Steve Dave, he's the guy who introduced me to Tank, Jay Newman, and Dylan Hales, and put them, in, I put them in front of me and gave me an opportunity to at least try to be something with TWE. Right. And unfortunately, with Mondays, it's kind of hard for me to go up there, but I have been up there a couple times. And it was really helpful and resourceful, especially getting help from Jake Newman, who, if some of y'all don't know, is literally in the Pro Wrestling Illustrated top 500 of the best in the world in professional okay. wrestling. Really? What yeah, the best of the year. That's awesome. Yeah, I can't remember the number. I think it's like... I don't want to discredit him because I think he's going to get mad at me if, if he hears this. But I think he's like 200-something. I don't remember. But that's at least pretty damn decent. Yeah, that was like uh, when I went up there, when uh, me and Dale had went up there and set the cage up for them for their anniversary show, um, I got <coughs> I got to talk with uh, him and all the guys up there and – and was telling them pretty much the the story of you know I haven't been training for for long. I've you know I've had a handful of matches and stuff like that. And uh, I showed them. I think it was my debut match with Viper and uh, my match with uh, Jake Murphy. And they actually had invited me up there on uh, Mondays for their uh, for their show on Mondays. And kind of kind of like Trinity, you know, Mondays is, is pretty hectic for me with work and everything and you know when one day one day I'll, I'll i'll like to get up there and uh get you know getting on up there and uh get to, get to talking to everybody up there and uh everything but you know work it it don't allow me to do it but then i did i have talked with them guys up there and you know they've they pretty much welcomed me with open arms I'm up there and better myself. Awesome. Awesome. And that would definitely oh, yeah. be a... And 
it would be a good thing to do too because you go up there and you get a different you know different sets of eyeballs on you that can give you you know different opinions on what they think and it's good yeah. to have different opinions because you can take each opinion and you know when people always say you know you know, listen to advice, you know, you don't have to listen to everything word for word, but you'd like, hey, take this piece of advice, kind of twist it around a little bit to make it something that will work for you. Yeah, and with, especially with, like Damien said, and with me going up the TWE and everything, you get to hear quite a bit of advice not only just from Jaden but like especially some of the guys from Crash Course uh, guys like Jameson Shook he's giving me advice uh, through every uh, through the couple times that I've been up there uh, Aaron Wade uh, he's also done stuff uh, to give me critiques um, I got to face Cody Manhorn after that that was a good talk and a half right there uh, especially at like Tank. Tank is a heap full of knowledge from what I got to hear. Oh, absolutely. Just his whole seminar and for him to be able to sit down with me after the seminar and, like, talk to me about what he saw in that, like, it's a really good place to learn and everything. And especially, it's a, it's, if you can make it up there and especially if you get the invitation to go up there, it's a definite recommendation to do. Yeah, most definitely. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because Tank is—he's fucking hilarious, but he—he—he he, he knows the business. He's very knowledgeable. Yeah, and just listening to some of his stories and stuff like that—he's a—he's a good one to learn from and send under his tree. Uh, anybody you can pick their brain, yes, pick it. Which these last and peeking behind the curtain and peeking behind the curtain take is just way more nicer than I first thought because I for unfortunately I fortunately I couldn't get the stuttering fortunately got to meet hit one of his trainees Rawhead Rex first before I met Tank yeah. and of course I know Rex fucks with me every now and then it'll tell me oh if you meet tank tank's gonna beat the fuck out of you he's gonna fucking rip you and a new one if you fu- uh, fucking said this or this and of course with that it's a little bit of intimidation and everything but the more i got to talk with him the more i was just like oh well it looks like i got to see the other side i got to see the more rougher side and then i get to see the uh, old and then I get to see the veteran. And it was a really good experience. And then he scared the shit out of me at a seminar during one of his, uh, during one of the training exercises Jaden put in. He got in the ring and he beat the hell out of me for five minutes. Man, talking about sitting, sitting under, uh, under learning trees, um, the, this last month of uh, me getting uh, me having the opportunity to sit under um, Jess Wade and listen to him and and learn from him and um, having him say, well, you know, you can try this and this and dude, that that is incredible itself and just pretty much like 
Trinity said that the tank, you know, uh, at, at first, like I was, I was kind of timid to, you know, cause I, I personally didn't meet Jess before. Like I, I've, I know who he was and I've, I've, I've heard of him and I've seen him work numerous times. And, uh, like when I first actually got to sit down and talk to Jess, dude, he, he has, he's probably forgot about more stuff than I will probably ever be able to learn. Like he, He's he he's all around a great dude. Oh, absolutely, love Jess. Yeah, I. Before I actually got to work with Jess, I'd met him a few times. The first time I actually worked him was a. Uh, it was a spot show that Tyler was putting on at a. Uh, one of those check advance places. Yeah. And it was the one. Uh, Right in Trenton in Dade County, like right off the exit. Okay. And uh, the gimmick I was doing at the time, it was a heel gimmick. It was uh, uh, basically the whole premise of the gimmick was we love America, but we hate everything about it. Oh, fucking Hatriots. Fucking love the Hatriots. Uh, uh, so we're... Uh, I'm going through and I'm doing this match against Jess. And the finish we called was, you know, whenever we're about to get ready to go home, I was going to hit him with something. And as soon as the people that was running the music saw me hit him with whatever it was I hit him with, they were Uh going to start playing the national anthem because there was a big American flag that was flying on the side of the mountain that you could see from where we were. Uh. So as soon as they start playing the national anthem, I turn and salute the flag and he comes up and rolls me up from behind. (laughs) <laughs> and that's what we did as a finish of the match and not we I laughed while he was pinning me because I told him I was like I didn't think this shit would get over that's funny as fuck yeah that is pretty good oh some of the shit that they did is the Hatriots man the heat that they got they hung I don't know. No, we'll talk about that oh, the, the, yeah, I, the right, story what, like Especially when you talk about the Hatriots. Luckily, when I first started down here in Georgia, uh, I wrestled in Somerville in GWA. And one of my first nights as a heel, uh, the Outlaws had a complication and they couldn't defend their tag titles that night. And the booker of the show literally came into the locker room and said, all right, who wants to be in a street fight? Everybody literally raised their hand, and luckily I was picked for it because I was one of the uh, newer bad guys. And it was against Joey, Eli, and uh, sadly, I mean, happily enough, Aiden Wright. And the funny part of the entire situation, there was literally a whole bathroom and everything, and he opens the door to the bathroom. And I'm like, please fucking God, no. And he's like, hold on, just give me a second. Goes to the sink, okay, turns on the faucet, splashes my hair, and says, watch, this is going to get super fucking over. And uh, walks out, and then all of a sudden just sits there, rubs my hand, says, ew, somebody peed. And the laughter we got of that crowd made me giggle so fucking much. When I super kicked them in the gut, I was finally able to finally get a straight face. <laughs> 
I would have died. <laughs> that is so good. Well, all right, guys. We've actually been going at this almost an hour. So uh, we done talked about your past, your futures, your present. So that's about that's about all we can go for right there. Yeah. So, uh, well, I'm sure we'll get y'all back. Well, on. we already know where you're going to be, but go ahead and tell everybody where you're going to be this coming Saturday. Plug it. Thirty-eight ninety, motherfucking W. Thirty-eight ninety, Alton fifty-two, Chatsworth, Georgia. If you don't know the damn place, you should get your brain checked because it needs to be implanted in your damn brain. RC motherfucking W. And you need to get your asses there. Because RCW is a place to be. Damn right. That's a tabernacle. Fuck yes. Tabernacle of Southern Wrestling, baby. That's what I'm talking about. Well, all right, everybody. That was uh, just a little bit of hanging out and shooting the shit with Damien and Trinity. So uh, I'm going to take a little break right here. And I think they're going to stay with us to close the show out. And they're going to pop, lock, and drop with us. So... Hold tight, and we'll be right back. This is the last bastion of professional wrestling, Colby Carino, and you're listening to the Turn the Buckle Podcast. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, Damien and Trinity decided to hang out with us. They're going to help us close this thing out because they want to pop, lock, and drop with us because we're fucking awesome like that. Pop, lock, and drop. Pop, lock, and drop. So, uh... We'll let you guys start. Trinity, Damien, whichever one of y'all wants to start. Uh, what y'all's pop for the, the podcast this time? Mm. Trinity, Damien, you go ahead. Huh? Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Put him on the spot. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. I'm trying to think. So what? So what are we popping for again? By like the podcast? It's your pop. It's, it's your pop. Your point of positivity. Good. Anything good anything going good. on in your life? Anything good that's happened? Anything good in wrestling that you've seen, or anything like that? Just something positive. Yeah, it doesn't have to be wrestling. Anything. Man, okay. So my my pop is like uh, life in general, man. It's it's been. It's been hectic over over the last few years, and like this this whole year, and that's like something wrestling has helped tremendously. Is like just this this whole this whole shebang has just been a blast, and my my pop has just been you know life the way life has been treating me pretty much. Hell yeah, I like that man. I like that a lot. Trinity. I would say probably the past few days. I mean, it's it's been a little rough down here personally, but I am handled. I'm managing somewhat with it. Uh, and but I've been able to at least escape it, escape my reality a few times. Besides being in the ring on the weekends, of course, my escapes from reality to home especially with my ADHD, it's the biggest things that I've always coped with besides pro wrestling is video games, uh, cartoons, I would say, but mainly like anime I get into now 
if I don't want to watch any of my old vintage cartoons. And like this week, I was finally able to get Spider-Man 2. Hell yeah. And I've been super excited for that game for like a year now. Like, that's one of the biggest reasons I got a PS5. Shit. Uh, and it's been an amazing game to be able to play. Like, I've loved it so damn much. Shit, I would have popped if you just said Teletubbies. I'd have woke my damn kids up. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, and then, of course, uh, anime-wise, I've had one of my favorite animes come back with their season two, so I've been able to watch their episodes a little bit. And then they have a movie coming out in December that I'm super excited about that I finally got to see a trailer for. Uh, and then the biggest thing that made my week was Damien and his lady, his old lady coming over and hanging out. Like when he was talking about brotherhood and everything like that was like, I don't have many guests over at my house at times, but this was the one thing that I wanted. It was, it's been like, I think what Damien a month planned. Yeah. Out there, uh, yeah. literally, I said we need to hang out one night. Just me, me, you, and if uh, bring the girls together as well. He said, "All right, I'm down." I said, "What are you doing on October 20th?" He said, "Well, not, uh, not much, and everything." And then it's kind of a bad idea. We event, and then we finally got to hang out. It's kind of a bad idea too, because they act just a fucking lot. <laughs> And it's, it's funny as hell, because the more I tell him, he was like, no, nah, I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. It's funny as hell, he would say, I don't believe that at all. And then the more he hears her, the more he's like, you're right, she's an asshole. <laughs> and then I crack the fuck up every damn time. I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I've told you this for months. Okay, I've told so you this for months, and you finally are, are listening to me. Trinity, while we're on this topic, tell her, tell them what your wife done to you while we were trying to cut our promo. So, we have Roku, so that's also what I was wanting to get to. Uh, we have Roku TVs in our house. We have three. We have yeah. one small one that I keep in a room where I usually play my video games. Uh, we have one in the living room that's about a 50 inch, and then we have a 55 inch in our bedroom. Uh... I usually record in that bedroom because there's a ring light. It's perfectly, that's where my clo uh, closet is. And then I can record there because there's nothing there that can block the path. And when I told him, I was like, you need to come over and hang out with us. You need to come over and I hang out with us. And we can also film promo. Also work on your promos and everything. And we talked to them. Uh, and we said, all right, we're going to be, you need to be quiet. You need to be quiet. No interruptions. We, they left the TV on and they played on their phones. And so we started recording. We got a few takes. We also started giggling and of course, slurring our words and everything. <laughs> and we finally got to a take that we started feeling comfortable with. Like 20 seconds in, I see that the TV in the bedroom comes on and I'm like, <laughs> What the fuck is she playing? What the fuck is she doing? And I'm sitting there trying so hard not to crack up. 
And then I, I'm looking at him, and I'm trying not to look at the TV, but I can't help but look at the TV. And all I see is John Cena's face, and she started playing John Cena's theme song. And he's talking. Damien is literally talking. All you hear is a low, a low volume. As, the, as he's talking, and I'm hearing it for like three seconds, and all of a sudden, I just put my hand in front of him and like, stop, and then I pointed at the TV, and he's mid-sentence. Like, he's like, you finally beat your demons. But then I press, I stop the recording. I'll even show you guys on the fourth. I'll show you that video. Uh... I stopped recording, but literally all of a sudden I hear David go, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) That was going to be a good take too, damn it. Oh, that's funny as shit. After I stopped recording, all I could do was crack the fuck up. I about near fell on the floor laughing. It It was just amazing. And then, yeah, just to be able to have that kind of night. Uh, I don't get to have that many nights besides wrestling, and for me to be able to have that, especially with him, it it of course meant the world to me. Awesome, awesome. Aww. All right, Josh, what about you? What you <laughs> popping for this week? Well, so oh no, they, they did theirs yet. Um, well, at, my pop is, is going to be easy. My pop is this Saturday. Davey has his first wrestling match. I am super excited for him. He's been working very hard. I had a meeting with the had a, had a meeting with the coach uh, on Monday. Um, I pretty much went over everything, uh, and you know his he said that his goal for the season, especially with his new guy, the new people, the new beginners, Mike Dave, is just to learn. He's not expecting anybody to win. If they do, awesome. But his goal for them is just to to learn, get repetitive on the stuff, get used to the exercises, get used to the holds and the moves. And y'all pulled him to the side after I got done because I had to ask him a couple of questions. And he's like, "Hey, he's doing he's doing pretty good. He's he he gets a little he gets a little just like normal. You do these exercises. He's having to do butterfly kicks. He's having to do lunges. You know, there's a point where they've got him in the referee's position, and the person that's in the referee's position will stay in their position, and the person that's uh, doing their holes they'll do like circles around like five times. That so he he's, he was telling me about those workouts, and he's. He he keeps home coming. He came home today. He was showing me his muscles, and he's actually slimmed down a little bit. You can you can start to see like a little bit of a um, some abs forming, not a whole lot, but you can see a little bit. You can notice he's slimmed down, so uh, just a, a tad bit. So that's that's awesome. So I mean, I, I'm super excited. I told him no matter what, as long as you have fun, I don't care if you win, lose, or draw. I just cannot wait to see him go for it Saturday. I'm just so excited for him. He's got to be at the school at 7 a.m. for weigh-ins. It's a, it's a team tournament, and it's double elimination. So at the very least, he'll get to wrestle twice. And uh, yeah. they'll do an individual weigh-in and a team weigh-in, and then the actual uh, tournament starts at 9. So um, they said if everything goes right, if, if nobody – if it's not like over, over time because he's like wrestling, it, it, can, it can depend. We can get done to this time or we can go over. So – yeah. If I estimated time to be done is about two thirty. Could be longer, could be more, just depends. But Yeah, so if I'm late to the building Saturday is Davy's fault. We're going with that. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. 
that's that's awesome, man. I want to add. I want to add to uh, Josh's pop real quick. Yeah. Is uh so my so my my daughter she she actually plays she played uh rec football and she's been playing for five six six years now and um so she she plays football with the boys and let me tell you dude she is the toughest girl i've ever seen my entire life not only does she does she play football she also like i said earlier she wrestles for valley point middle school um and they had their first practice today and uh it's she's expected as a sixth grader to be starting varsity uh in two weeks when they have their uh match like that's 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 awesome as well yeah oh yeah absolutely that's freaking awesome all right jason what's your pop uh my pop is actually going back to last saturday uh everybody knows emily she's a cheerleader and uh, last Saturday was actually the uh, state meet for junior varsity cheer in the area. And uh, they went down after, you wouldn't believe the hell that those girls went through in the past two weeks before that. Just different things happening from the routine changing to girls quitting to having to add girls in to girls getting hurt and not being able to do all their stuff, but... Uh, when all was said and done, there were some girls that were there that only had four days' worth of practice, and they went down and basically nailed their routine that they did. Uh, they, didn't, awesome. they didn't place, but they did really good. And, uh, hell, I was super fucking proud of them. That's awesome. Hell, yeah. See, I, I get to hear, I get to hear freaking... All y'all's kids' stories, and it makes me always uh, want to have one of those kids' stories. I've got three. Because, like, it's awesome, because, like, <laughs> you've always dropped, the, I've always told you I babysit them. You never drop them off. Maybe babysit 45, minutes. <laughs> 45 <laughs> minutes is a long damn drive. <laughs> All right, now. Uh, it's worth it for quality babysitting. all right now we're going to the uh lock which is used to be our push one but we done ran out of people basically that we wanted to try to push so it's the lock now so this is just something that uh you want to keep you want to add it or you want to see it keep going like uh just uh what am i trying to say you want it to keep going. You want it to be a good thing, not me rambling on like this about what the hell this is supposed to be. <laughs> uh, Something good Trinity, you want to keep it going. See, I get to the moment and the pressure crackle, uh, crackles me. Uh, my push, I mean, for just just professional wrestling in all its glory. I mean, pro wrestling to some people is an escape to reality. Some people think it's their soap opera. Some people think it's their Shakespeare. Some people, I think it's 
a sport. Some people think it's an ass-kicking lead. Some people think it's fake, which I hate hearing that. That's the one water that I hate hearing more than anything about it. Uh, but when you're part of the fandom, it's the support and the f- being, whether you're a fan or a wrestler or both, it's awesome to be able to be a fan in this sport because you're able to look at these moments and still appreciate them. Like I look back on the wrestleversary when I turned on Steve Dave enterprises and like that moment I appreciated, like I saw Lacey cheering like crazy. The kids were there cheering like crazy and like my mom teared up the night she came and saw me face Jake Murphy because she saw a kid that she said looked like me and she found a picture from 2010 uh me in my wrestling t-shirt and my John Cena hat at an OVW show after we went and saw Smackdown and ECW taped And we went to our first OVW show. She took pictures there, and she saw that photo that night. And she, for me to be able to see that picture and see how I am now, like 2010 me would, his mind would be blown right now. Awesome, awesome. Hell yeah, man. That's good shit right there. Damien, what are you wanting to push or lock in? My push, um, my push is going to be RCW in general. Um, watching it grow, um, watching it be, you know, the best version of, of RCW. And not, not only RCW, but, uh, you know, Gaza stock, you know, Tyler, and you know everybody that's uh, that's involved with RCW and Gazastock, and how everybody is is making making everything wrestling and music known in Chatsworth, Georgia. I just I, I wanted to see I wanted I want both uh, promotions to keep growing and keep building. You know I want not only wrestling but you know the music industry to keep growing and you know, make people know that, you know, you know, we're, we're here. And, you know, if, if you want to have a good time, Chatsworth, Georgia is a place to go. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Josh. My push lock in, what I'm going to lock in is it takes everybody in the business to make it work. It's not just a one-person job. Always, if you are struggling with anything in your career, go to somebody, ask for their advice. And you might not realize it, but each person can give you little bits of advice. Take it along the way. Like your opponent that you're wrestling, they might be able to see something that you might be struggling with. They can work with you. The referee in the match, they come say, hey, I saw both of you. This is what I saw. This is how the match could have been better. This is how you could work on this, you know. 
you know, the fans, you know, the fans are there for you that you you get their feedback. You know, you got you, your agents backstage. You've got Tyler. You've got Ben. You know, there are so many different ways and so many different aspects you can learn in this business. If, if a person is there to offer you advice, do not brush them off. Always take their advice. And if it might not seem like it might not work for you, just like, all right, yes, sir. Okay, awesome. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. And, you know, find a way to make that your own. You know, you don't have to take everything because it might not necessarily work for you. But the person that's – because, you know, back in the day, you know, back in the – especially in the territory days or things like that, you know, it was very closed door. You know, if you try to get into business, you know, it was very difficult. And most places you got to the point where when you try to get in, they did everything they could to break you because they didn't want you in. If you made it cool. Love the story of Hulk Hogan when he first went to try to train. They broke his leg. Said, "All right, kid, if you really want to train, come back from that." Mm, I did not know that. Yeah. I did not know that either. That's a fun. You learn something every day. So yeah, always be willing to take advice, and you know, everybody's got their own story. You know, why they wanted to be in the business. Oh yeah. Why? What? What Uh brought them to this? So it's well that yeah that's like another thing that I've also lived by too is you know no matter what it is that you're doing whether it's wrestling or it's a sport or, or your job um, what I what I have took from sports in general um, my middle school coach had told me this uh, playing football is you know when you get older not just in this sport but in life in general you know when you're starting out at a job or something, you know, you want to be a sponge. You want to soak up every little bit of information that you can possibly suck out of somebody and, uh, just be coachable in, in anything, uh, that you want to be good at and that you want to, you want to excel at. That, that's something that's stuck with me. Jason, what you locking in? Uh, me is something we talked about earlier. It's just the brotherhood of everything. You know, when I first, uh, when I was first coming in, it was, it was still a little more standoffish than, and very clicky. You know, you had the, these guys were friends coming into wrestling, so they hang out and these guys were whatever. But now it's more like everybody in the locker room trying to get along and everybody and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, just the brotherhood of everything and everybody just basically loving each other and getting along is what I'm what I'm going to lock in this week. And, you know, when it comes to the brotherhood, you know, it's, again, it goes back to what I said when I was talking about my lock. You know, it, people tried to push you out of the business back then in the territory days, and it was very, very closed door. So you can't, you can't. Anybody that wants to, any brotherhood you can find, any connection and relationship you can form, if it's true and meaningful, hold on to that, man, because I've met so many people in this business. I've made so many close friends. I mean, when it comes to you guys, Jason, well, Jason, he ended up married into my family, man. You know, Ben, Tyler, you know, Drew. Fuck, I miss that man so damn much. Even though he about killed me, I still love that man. Have y'all, have y'all heard the story about how Drew about killed me and gave me alcohol poisoning? No. no. Okay. I would like to hear it. 
I'll I'll play you the I'll play you the story. Uh, I'll, I'll we'll, we'll go over it Saturday. We recorded it for our Patreon. It was one of the first episodes we did for Patreon. But yeah, it was. Yeah, because literally Jason uh, Jason was there. He about he about murdered. Because I finally got to see. Because the more I hear about Drew, the more I like hearing the stories about Drew. Because some of the Drew stories are so really funny. And this weekend, I after gaming. I uh, got to. I finally got to see. Well, a few days ago, actually, I got to see Life Lessons, and I got to see the four episodes and everything. And all I could do was just laugh my ass off, just seeing like Jason Chase Jordan and seeing guys and Jake Murphy and seeing uh, Jason Collins. Like it just cracked me the fuck up, just seeing it all. And I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna add to what Trinity's saying. Um, I have seen like through social media and just kind of stories that people has, you know, said about uh, Drew Game and just kind of like the friendship they have with with you know everybody. That is something that I. That's one of the, the things that I want out of this business to is being able to have you know like the friendships that 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 group of people had or they have i want i want that for myself and people that i've associated absolutely yeah because drew always lived by the motto be a decent fucking human being and that's what he wanted out. <laughs> that's what he wanted from everybody yeah because like you know Years down the road, when you know we, you know, in a wheelchair or whatever, and you know, I, I want to be, I want to be able to be laying on my deathbed and look back at my life and say, man, I, I really have met some some really awesome people. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Here comes the fun part for some of us. All right. It's the drop. Which one of y'all want to go first? Trinity! Amen. <laughs> Trinity. Don't be your fucking wife, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's been waiting all night just for that. I have. I've been listening all night long. Fuck you, buddy. Okay, so was that your... I said love you, Was that your drop... <laughs> no, I'm not dropping her. But that, I, I knew I had to fucking do that. <laughs> All right, go ahead, buddy. Uh, I'm dropping the word fake. There you go. There you go. It's, Hell yeah. The what? The word the fake. Word. I'm dropping the word fake. I've... Wrestling has already killed itself between the steroids trials around 95, Benoit's death, uh, just the whole everything else that you can put uh, see on Dark Side of the Rings that has basically put a bad stamp on the wrestling name. And people literally, when I was a kid, would always say, oh, that shit's fake. Oh, I used to get made fun of all the time. It's not fake. And the more, the more that I heard it, the more it just, I, it it irritates me a little. It doesn't it doesn't bother me as much, but it does irritate me a little. Oh, to yeah. know that. Like, get, in the, get in the ring, 
take the pump yeah. because that, the reason that some of these people overdose on drugs is because they're going out there wrestling freaking night in night out and basically killing their fucking body i mean if you were doing half the shit they were fucking doing you'd be laying in your bed going why god why right exactly. yeah that's that that's anybody that has ever been like oh that shit's fake that's not real yada 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 well uh I know where a wrestling ring is. Bring your ass down and get in the ring with me. And if you don't want to get in the ring with me, I know several other people that uh, you can tell that to and get in the ring with them. And you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how you walk out of there when we leave. Let's watch some of these interviews with some of the and wrestlers add- when they say that word. Like it's like a. It was in Kuwait, I think. It was Vader, Undertaker. I think it was just Vader and the Undertaker with some Kuwait, and the interviewer said fake, and Vader went the fuck off, and Taker's just sitting there just like, I ain't fucking with him. I ain't, I ain't getting him off of you. Yeah. Well, that's why, that's why, like, there was years back a certain uh, entertainment star said that, oh, that shit's fake, and then she literally got Thunder Rosa got her in the ring and said, why don't you get in the ring and experience what wrestling's all about? And literally after that, she shut the fuck up. That was one of the best stories I've ever heard in my life. And I sat there and I was like, hey, fucking All right, well, uh, that's a little distorted right there. Yeah, that was a little distorted. We heard something about Thunder Rosa getting some chick in the ring, and I don't know what she done to her, but it sounded sexy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what you dropping, Damien? Uh, my drop is the people not being able to take responsibility for their own actions. Dude, hell yes. Hell yes. Good, you know, we're, we're, we're grown people. Um, regardless of what's, what the situation is, if you mess something up or if you do something wrong, or piss, if you piss somebody off, you know, we're all grown here. So I just feel like if you're in the wrong don't try and make the situation worse by trying to pawn whatever the situation is to try and pawn it off on somebody else. Own up to your shit and move on. There's there's way too much of, well, this guy done this, and this is why I done this. Own up to your shit, bro. That's... That, that's what I got to drop. That's that's kind of something I've been dealing with personally this past week. And just dumb shit. Yeah, hell yeah. 100%, man. Grown-ass people that don't want to take responsibility. That's... Or hell, even... You know, you know as well as I do, your kids are the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like not. I mean, I don't know. It's there's a there's a post on Facebook that that I've 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 seen, and it kind of it, it relates back to what I just said. Was like 
the post goes, you know, we're all we're all grown. You you could have just told me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're all grown. Yeah. You, know, you you could have just manned up and set your pride aside, and we could have moved on afterwards. Yeah, speaking of stuff from Facebook, them damn pickle popsicle shit you posted. What the hell, man? No, the pet jump is no hot dogs. Pet jump is no hot dogs. Oh, wait. I'm about to so y'all, y'all, ass. Y'all, 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 I am so, so happy you brought this up. <laughs> okay, so I posted an hour ago. Somebody get on Facebook right now and go to my Facebook account. All right, I'm and going to. Uh, I'm going right now. I already looked at it. I was looking at it while I was. I was looking at it while I was getting the mobile order for me. Oh, good oh, God! Oh God! Not the Incredibles. So what? Why does okay, his now, shirt now, say keep, spray fart? Scrolling on down. Scroll on down. Two more posts. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Dad, you should become a cop. Daughter, I don't want to. Dad, you chase the same men they do. Might as well get paid for it. Come on down. One more post. One more. One more. New England clam chowder yeah, donut. I hate, I hate you for this one. Oh, God. Jason would eat that. Fuck no. <laughs> what the chowder. hell? I've never had clam chowder, you dumbass. <laughs> Oh, corn chowder. Corn chowder. Sorry. It's chowder. Okay, so I, I was actually going to tag a coworker of mine in this because when I first started at Shaw, um, another guy that I worked with, so this guy that we pulled this prank on, right? So he, he has, he, he had a bad habit of like stealing our lunch for that day, right? Well, one of the other guys that I work with, he had bought some Krispy Kreme donuts and took them home, and like he he got a syringe and he sucked all the cream filling out, and he filled it back up with mayonnaise. Oh god! And he brought the donuts to work, and this dude that keeps eating our lunch fucking hates mayonnaise, right? And he bit into that he bit into that donut with filled with mayonnaise, and he went absolutely fucking insane. Good piece. Oh, that's hilarious. I would have recorded that shit. <laughs> actually, actually, I had a second drop. I dropped Damien's freaking food posts. Fucking food posts. And my dad jokes. I need, yeah, and your corny dad jokes. I'm dropping them both for Lacey. You're fucking welcome, Lacey. That was just like that one earlier. Hold I know on. she can hear me right now. Hold on a second. That one definitely deserves it. I knew I, I knew I had to drop something. I completely forgot about it until he brought it up. Uh, I'm so glad. I'm not going to let it slide, especially when now I'm on the Turn the Buckle podcast. Uh, I'm saving this for you, buddy. Oh, yeah. This is like this one that I sent Trinity earlier. I said, uh, I said, you looking for a stud in your life? I've got the STD. All I need is you. <laughs> oh, yeah, he sent... He sent that for me, but it was on Halloween, and I was at work, and I was wearing my costume. I was like a Grim Reaper type thing, and I said, if the D stands for darkness, you come here, boy. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> Josh, what you dropping, buddy? <laughs> uh, 
I am. <laughs> I'm gonna drop. Shit, man. I don't know. This one's actually gonna be hard for me this year, this time. Let's see. Oh yeah, I got this. I got this. I'm dropping. Mariah fucking Carey. I, it's November the 1st. I love Christmas. I don't want to hear Bitch, that. you could not pick up Mariah Carey to drop her. I don't want to fucking pick her up and be near her nothing. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck that bitch. Man, it's fucking November 1st and this... Ugh. It's not even Mariah... It's not even Mariah Carey. It's the fucking song. Yeah, I'm dropping that From song. November 1st to December 25th. Probably even December 26th, or even all the way up to New Year's, that song is replayed all over fucking Christmas damn radio, 24, almost fucking 7. And I hate that song. It's, it's, I hate it with pressure. That is the worst Christmas song it's ever. It's just annoying. Yes. I like Mariah Carey singing, but no. The song, uh, Kill It With Fire. Yes, Kill It With Fire. That's it. That's my drop. I'm done. I 100% Fuck agree that on song. that. Drop it, Jason. What we drop? And my drop this week is going to be... Well, we just got done watching the play. The fucking Pittsburgh Steelers and all their fans, including Chris Cronk. Fuck the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got a better... <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Mika Fitzpatrick. He done fucking took out one of the best running backs in the history of the NFL and Nick Chubb. Man, ugh, pisses me the fuck off. Sorry. Okay, now that Josh is off his tangent... Absolutely, 100%. Fuck the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm dropping them. Uh, and that's just me as a Browns fan. So, sorry about that, guys. I, I, let, I let my football take over my wrestling podcast for a minute. <laughs> but, uh... Nah, that's pretty much got it for this week. Uh... I will go ahead and say, because it was already announced at this past uh, RCW show, uh, the next RCW show is this coming Saturday, November the 4th, but the following RCW show, November the 18th, is going to be the second annual Drew Game Memorial Tag Team Tournament, the Drew Show as we love to call it. I'm so excited. Uh, so if you only come to one wrestling show this year, make it the Drew Show. It's always a good time. Uh, last year was fucking amazing. Uh, you had a great show, great time getting together, just hanging out with all the guys. And then uh, you had the uh, had the good old boys win the whole thing. The inaugural Drew Cup winners. And then after it was all over, you had Cousin Shaggy retire. Like, nobody knew that was going to happen, so that was a nice emotional thing to add on to an emotional night already. And Ben, uh, ben and Tyler last got year, tricks up their sleeves. They've got some surprises playing, so... Last year was the debut of what became the hottest tag team in RCW before they had to disband because of injury of Crazy Train. Uh, who knows what this year... Oh, yeah, that's right. Who knows what this year is going to have in store if we have any new tag teams debuting or just the old... Tag teams, different guys coming in from all over the place because this is a big deal 
to us, so we try to make it a big deal for everyone. Uh, like I said, Drew would always urge you, be a decent fucking human being, squash all your beefs, don't go to bed angry. And uh, that's what this show's all about. It's not being angry, it's about being happy, loving everybody, and just doing what we all love to do, and that's put on a hell of a wrestling show. Absolutely. You know, there's been a there's been a lot of noise about the Steve Dave Enterprises and like stuff like that. Uh, may just have to kill that noise. You don't know what that means right now, but soon you will. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, like he said, we don't know what that means right now, but we'll find out. So, uh, come out to RCW this Saturday night. Damien, Trinity, thank you guys for, you know, hanging out with us for a couple of hours on a Thursday night. Uh, it was awesome, man. I enjoyed it. Thank you guys for having me. Oh, man, Trinity, thank guys. you guys for having me. Absolute honor. It's been, it's been fun talking to you guys. Uh, again, brotherhood. So we love the two of y'all. We know y'all love us. So we're not going to get into too much of that. <laughs> but uh yeah so for uh that's gonna do it for the turn the buckle podcast this week i'm jason hampton i'm josh cox and who are you two i'm at joe <laughs> i'm trinity and on that note we can all three we can all four on the count of three say one two three peace, peace out, out fuckers, fuckers. <laughs>